Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. From Geppetto Studios in Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, where we talk about movies, comics, music, books, and whatever else we feel like. Please welcome your host. Next year, the podcast will be dedicated to discussions of German pornography, Brad Mendenhall. Hey everybody, it's a groovy episode of the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, as Jarf and new friend Ryan are here to battle it out for our best of the 90s tournament to decide which is better, Army of Darkness or Mystery Men. Judging the proceedings is Brady from Pele Media. But first, Brady is a podcasting machine. He co-hosts both Goonies Minute and Jurassic Park Minute. Both are excellent shows that come out every weekday, and I was lucky enough to be a guest for Minute 55 of JP Minute. It was a ton of fun, and you should listen to it, all the content from Pele Media. All right, let's step outside. And if you want to fight, let's step outside. Let's step outside. Let's step We're finally getting back to our best of the 90s matchup. We've uh, got a little off track with that, but we want to ramp it up. we got to get this thing. Uh, we got to figure out what's the best of the 90s before we run out of decade. Joining us, representing the movie Mystery Men, we have Jarf. Jarf, how you doing? I'm great. I'm ready to do this thing. The other corner coming to us from Denver, a new friend uh, representing Army of Darkness, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? Uh, happy to be here. Uh, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Judging this episode, you know him from Pele Media's Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, and Goonies Minute. In the Crane family, he is the Alec Baldwin to Kyle Stephen Baldwin. Brady Crane. Brady, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for the intro. And thanks for making me the more successful Baldwin brother. Hey, you were the one that showed up. So, yeah, you're, uh, that's how it works. <laughs> I don't know, man. If, if it's between having been in the shadow and then in usual suspects, maybe I'm not coming out ahead there. <laughs> the shadow. That's one we could talk about. That's a terrible movie. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're uh, we're talking about Army of Darkness versus Mystery Man, two interesting genre movies that uh, could be very different with really wildly interesting cast for both of them and uh, both in front of and uh, both cast and crew. We're going to do this in the format we've done before where we do three rounds. We have uh, two-minute rounds to 
explain why your contender should be the is the better of the movies. Then two minutes to trash your opponent. Then we have a minute wrap up. As I said before, no threats of uh, physical violence. No promising the judge sexual favors. Hey, you know, I mean, a little bit, <laughs> but over the clothes stuff. Of course. Since Ryan, you are this is the first time not only on this podcast but on any podcast. Uh, we're gonna let you go first. Uh, are you ready? Oh, man, I was born ready for this. On your mark, get set, go for it. All right, guys, the year is 1992. Buckle up. Now, I did watch both movies prior to joining you today, as I said. Now, after watching Army of Darkness, and we referred to it to AOD moving forward, for what I can only estimate is now in the deep double digits, I asked myself for the first time, like, what makes this movie, like, great? Now, I'm not going to talk about the movie's famed director, Sam Raimi, blessed be his name, or that the movie was a commercial success, that it had a 75% rating on Rotten Tomato, that you can turn into the most epic drinking game of all time, or the ingenious and brilliant low-budget special effects it had in an age before CGI took completely over. What I came here to say is that this movie speaks to something inside every one of us. For me, I want to be Ash living this experience, crushing undead legions under boot and winning the affection of fair maidens through barbed verbal rhetoric and demeaning passive aggressiveness. Some of us wanted to make this movie in our backyard with our friends. Some of us knew we could make this movie in a backyard with our friends. Um, the, the, the poster art. I love movie poster art, and no one can doubt the epicness of the poster art of AOD. There's actually like a second official poster. It is by far my favorite. It's an artist's rendition of Ash reaching to the sky with his chainsaw and shotgun, like submitting to like the unwavering gaze of his own awesomeness that gained consciousness somehow through his actions in AOD. And I love it because like you don't know if it's like from the movie or if it's from the cover of like an 80s death metal band. Having seen this movie, I think we all want to be part of it and want to have a part of that movie in our lives. And I think as the silver screen goes, that in and of itself defines greatness. And I think this movie succeeds in that respect. Wow. Ryan came to play. Was That was very good. He is not messing around. Yeah, that was beautiful, Ryan. Thank you. Really? No. Oh, I did make some notes, but I really shot from the hip on that. Jarf, that is, uh, Ryan brought it. Are you, are you ready to, uh, are you ready? I'm awestruck but I am not giving up. You got this, man. <laughs> get on your marks. Get set. Make it happen. Mystery Men from 1999. Why is this a better movie than Army of Darkness? Now, I'm coming from a place of love. I am a huge fan of Army of Darkness. But Mystery Men, this affectionate parody of superheroes, characters from the pages of Flaming Car- Comics... It's years ahead of its time. Remember 1999. This is when the super cheesy Schumacher Batman sequels were sullying that franchise. Mystery Men really came out as a saving grace and brought this completely different tone. Quirky, character-driven comedy, characters with great banter, and served as a predecessor to things like Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, kick you can even see some of the tone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially Guardians of the Galaxy. And the reason that it succeeded is was because of a stellar comedic cast. You've got Ben Stiller, you've got Janine Graffalo, you've got William H. Macy and Greg Kinnear, just to name a few. Also, politically, 
Janine Garofalo is a pioneering feminist performer. I mean, she's a character with agency. She's trading barbs with Ben Stiller. She's hilarious. She's the most powerful member of the group, and she's nobody's wife, girlfriend, or damsel in distress. Okay, very good. All right, every, everyone's uh, bringing their A game. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. That was that was pretty good, man. This uh, good competition here. Brady, you, you, we, we've uh, listening to what they had to say. One thing, a couple of things struck me. First off, Evil Dead had a great movie poster. Did have a, fa- a couple a couple of fantastic movie posters. All the Evil Dead movies have had. Can can you think of a film that really strikes you as having a, an excellent movie poster? There was something about walking through a video store, probably I don't know about. 15 to 20 years ago, and seeing kind of the old classic VHS box art, Drew Struz and stuff and everything, that always kind of brings that hit of nostalgia back. And that's something you see a lot in old movie marketing. Some of the original like Star Wars posters, where the concepts didn't really look anything like what we ended up having in the movie, like Mark Hamill with a full six-pack and everything. But as far as like a, f- uh, a few movies that come to mind with interesting poster art, surprisingly, I can't really think of any offhand. But I do know that Evil Dead is something that I could recognize anywhere. You could take the title off and you still know exactly what that is. That's amazing marketing right there. Unfortunately, to answer your question, I have no answer to your question. You, you bring up a good point with the, the Star Wars because it did have that great, almost romance novel cover with Luke Skywalker and his shirt open in the six-pack. Leia, before anyone thought that she might have been Luke's sister, laying next to him with her arm wrapped around his thigh because let's make everything weird. The other thing that Jarf brought up is Janine Garofalo. And that was when they were really trying to make her a movie star. Around the same time as Truth About Cats and Dogs, uh, she also had a nifty part in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Matchmaker. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Her and uh, Dennis Leary. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was an interesting choice because, and I had a big crush on her then because she was so smart and, and like Jarf said, she had a, a lot of agency and very funny. She's sort of gone into the background a little bit. She's still around and still works. And you know, it's ironic that we're talking about this right after the the unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher, who created maybe arguably the defining female figure in science fiction or recent science fiction. And um, Janine Garofalo's character in this. I kind of put on that same level, obviously not to the to the degree that Carrie Fisher did for you know everything that she did for Star Wars, but Jenny Garofalo's character in this is a very strong, very uh, tough woman who's able to handle her own, especially in you know, the midst of a bunch of dudes who are all hitting on her. Definitely had a big crush on her around this time, just like you. She had she has a lot of range that I don't think people immediately notice. If you take what she was doing in the Ben Stiller show and then her kind of slapstick shtick in Wet Hot American Summer. And then something like this, there's, there's a wide uh, array of performance there. I don't know. I, really, I do remember really enjoying what she did in this movie. I wasn't too terribly hot on Mystery Men, but I do remember thinking that the performances from this stellar cast, Hank Azaria, Tom Waits, people like that showing up. She maybe like the only female, at least the only female that I can really remember in the movie, really held her own. Gentlemen, well, uh, so you had your round to talk up your contestant. Now it's time to, to trash your opponent. Again, two minutes. And uh, Ryan, we're going to start with you. Uh, are, are you ready to, to, to take it to Jarf? Oh, absolutely. On your mark, get set. There you are. I think one of the greatest parts about this movie is is convincing others who have not seen it to actually watch it with you. We discussed this a little bit early on before I think we started recording. Certainly one of my favorite pastimes and guilty pleasures is to host a viewing of Army of Darkness with folks who have not seen it before. People always tend to have this look of just like abject disgust, giddy amusement, and like mind-numbingly 
jaw-dropping confusion on their faces for like the entirety of the film using muscles in their faces like they never even knew like like, existed um and you know never when meeting people have i been like you know what fam i'm like i'm like really feeling you here man we should hang out let's grab a few beers get hammered and watch mystery men I've seen Mystery Men like twice, once in the theaters and then two nights ago in preparation for this podcast. And I'm going to use my beautiful wife, Katie, kind of as an exhibit here. <clears throat> now, this is my wife, Katie, after watching Army of Darkness. Quote, I'm like super drunk right now. Buckle up, bonehead. You're going for a ride. LOL. End quote. Now, this is Katie after watching Mystery Men. Direct quote. Start quote. That movie was stupid. End quote. And, you know, like, that's harsh. But I want to put the question to to that cast of Ben Stiller, William Macy, Paul Rubin. Was Mystery Men a great movie? I think you just get a bunch of crickets. Now, if you ask that same question to Bruce Campbell about if AOD was a great movie, I think you're going to get a cheeky grin and some swagger. He's going to be like, give me some sugar, baby. Do you need me to sign anything? In retrospect, I I think the creators of Mystery Men wanted to make a movie that future viewers would look fondly on and and that a star-studded cast having fun and playing zany characters with a goofy script would do the trick. But in the end, Mystery Men didn't have that magic, where AOD certainly clearly did. I mean, like, not only has AOD stood the test of time, it has, in fact, flourished. 24 years post-AOD, what do we have? We have graphic novels, we have video games, we have fan art, and, and finally, and most importantly, Ash vs. the Evil Dead series on Showtime. This, this movie is, like, never going to die, and we're all for the better for it. He's still bringing it. Uh, to Ryan, you, uh, you are impressing on your uh, podcast debut. Oh, why? Thank you, gentlemen. All right, Jarf. Uh, now he didn't. Uh, he didn't take any shots against your uh, appearance or uh, body odor. So it might be a, that might be an opening for you. There was nothing below the belt. I got to give him credit there. <laughs> now I, I've known some ex-girlfriends of Jarf, and they've also assured me that there's nothing below the belt. Hey, yo! <laughs> now who's in the ring? Sending you some aloe, bro. Order, <laughs> order in the court. <laughs> Attempt to influence the judge. (laughs) (laughs) Are are you prepared? All right, let's do it. Ready, set, go. Right. I got to take issue with something that you said first and foremost. Now, you referred to famed director Sam Raimi. Let's be clear. This is the guy that brought us Spider-Man 3 with emo Peter Parker dancing. You cannot let that slide. Moreover... We've all talked about the stellar cast of Mystery Men. Who's in Army of Darkness? Bruce Campbell and nobody else. To the point that they even had to create copies of Bruce Campbell so that he had someone to play off to try to create any kind of chemistry. That's some desperation on the point. I'll grant you, Army of Darkness has enduring popularity multimedia to this day but at the time that it came out it was behind the times behind the times politically and really a throwback to older horror movies the reason that popularity continues it's it's just the enduring charm of nostalgia which i can appreciate but nostalgia doesn't move art forward and that's why Mystery Men is better. It, it, it had elements that really were ahead of its time. Um, it, it 
was a superhero movie with a spoof of commercialism. You, the main hero in town, Greg Kinnear's Captain Amazing, he he's seeped in celebrity culture. He's the city's champion, but he's more concerned about endorsement deals than justice. So it really showed all the different ways that you could play with the genre and opened up for movies to continue that that we're seeing now and that we'll see in the future. So that's why it's just a more important and more impactful movie. Very good. Real quick, quick follow-ups. Talking about all the graphic novels, video games, and the new Ash versus Army of Dark, um, Ash versus Evil Dead show, and they even did a new Evil Dead movie. Brady, what what has been your favorite post Army of Darkness product? You know, Ash versus the Evil Dead is something that I kind of connected with, I think, and I regret to say I didn't see a whole lot of it, but uh, I thought it was a neat follow-up to. That character, and I'm not always a huge fan of bringing back old characters that we used to love just for the sake of doing it, just for the sake of nostalgia. I think they can be pretty dangerous, but it's the likes of Bruce Campbell, and that guy can make just about anything work. So it worked really well. So I had a lot of respect for the show in trying to, in the the artist for trying to bring back something that was pretty risky, had a huge cult fan base that could have very easily been disappointed, and they tried it, and I think it worked. So Ash vs. the Evil Dead, to answer your question. So Ryan just brought up his uh, lovely wife, Katie. Now, uh, Katie and I have known each other a long time. She's been on the show a couple of times. One of my favorite people ever. Really very, very smart, very charming, very goofy. Funny story about her. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. And we worked, Katie and I worked together. And one day uh, there was like a full page ad for the newest Harry Potter book. Grabbed that ad. It was in the newspaper. Ripped it out and put it on her desk while she was talking to someone. And then I turn around and then somebody walked up to me he's like hey Brad uh, and did you get that form or did you get that memo and as we're talking all of a sudden Katie just piped up at full volume he's like oh, Harry Potter and then all of a sudden she turned red and realized she said that out loud oh no <laughs> that's awesome she, she was she was that girl yeah she always is she gets excited she just it just comes out full volume and that's something wonderful to have uh, with your partner. My wife is the same way. She gets very, very excited about little things, and it just makes life a lot more fun because when they're not trying so hard to play it cool, there's just something really fun about being with someone like that. We've come down to the to, to the final round. you got a minute to, to wrap up and really plead your case. This is a really good competition so far. Uh, I, I would say this is the most, uh, the, possibly the best, most evenly matched matchup we've had so far. Ryan, are, are you ready? I'm ready when you are. Make it happen. It's hard to cover everything, anything that I haven't covered already, so I will I will tell you guys a funny story. Um, so I told my mom um, I was doing a podcast and we'd be talking about AOD, and she was like, oh, Ryan, that's terrific. I'm so proud of you. And then she made a face like she smelled a fart and said, <laughs> is that the movie that you and your brothers made me take you to where the guy swallowed a small version of himself? Think about that for a second. That was 24 years ago. We have not spoken about this movie, her and I, at all. Why would we? She remembered the part where Ash was forced to swallow a miniature version of himself by other miniature versions of himself and then watched a clone of himself grow out of his own shoulder. Forever branded, my mother's never going to forget AOD. You know, sometimes a thing is like, I don't know, great, whether you'd like to admit it or not. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, that, that's all I got for Army of Darkness. I love that story. One of my most favorite cameos is actually in Army of Darkness, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this. 
the lovely and talented Bridget Fonda makes an appearance in the in the opening of the film. She actually plays Ash's girlfriend in the flashback in the cabin when she is just about to be taken by the evil debt. I, I do remember that. I think that's one of the last things Bridget Fonda did. She's really been pretty much retired for... 10, 15 years. I think that was post point of no return. How post point of no return was that? Because that was that was 90s, wasn't it? I think so. We'll have to have more Bridget Fun to talk. Jarf, are you ready? Ready. Go. Basically, what I'm hearing Ryan say for his closing argument is that this movie traumatized his mother for many, many years. That's not a strong argument in defense of the movie. Whereas Mystery Men... You really can boil it down to William H. Macy's performance as the shoveler. He's bringing really the best kind of comedy, which is a heartfelt, earnest performance. He, he, he's a family man still trying to be a superhero. That's something that I think is much more relatable than Ash and his fantasy world. I can definitely upstage Army of Darkness in cameos and supporting roles. We've talked about some of them, Tom Waits, Eddie Izzard, but you've also, if you really pay attention, you've got CeeLo Green, Proz from the Fugees. This cast is crazy. Everyone is in it. You've got musicians, Oscar-winning actors, and everybody's really bringing their A-game. They, they are not doing it as a lark. They are really having fun with it, and bringing great performances. We owe a lot to Mystery Men. Good. That is a good wrap-up. Yeah. I also, by the way, I pulled up Bridget Fonda's IMDb. Army of Darkness came out in 92. Point of No Return came out in 93. Ooh. Damn. She was getting in shape for that movie. Her last acting work was in a TV movie called Snow Queen in 2002. I didn't know it was that long. Quite a while. She was just one of those actresses. Gosh, who's the other person I'm thinking of? Uh, Phoebe Cates, who just sort of... Yeah, just kind of fell off. Oh, she married uh, Kevin Klein. That's right, yeah. So she doesn't really need to be in anything anymore, I guess. She, she, I understood like, she didn't necessarily want to be in the scene anymore. She just wanted to get married to Kevin Klein, like, who didn't, and then have his babies, who didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, living the dream. I think she owns like a boutique in New York City. Really? And, yeah. When you have millions and millions of dollars behind you, why not? Yeah, I want to say good for her for chasing the dream, but then again, that's also kind of like just a, a wake up one day and say, what would I feel like doing today? I have the means to do it. Brady, it, it all sort of lands on you. Some really good arguments here made on both cases. Do you have some thoughts on some strengths uh, you found from each contestant? Definitely. First off, whenever you asked me to be on the show, you gave me the two titles, and I said, what the hell? How can you make a comparison between these two movies that are just have nothing in common. Paul, I mean, apples and oranges. You absolutely cannot do this. These guys are really going to have to sell me on their cases, and they couldn't be more fit for a debate now that I hear these, these arguments. Uh, I think it's a very, very, very mix, a good mix that does work. I've got to say that the Army of Darkness has such a lasting uh, effect, and not just in a, a cult way. I think a lot of people do remember that movie and that series, if not like the average Joe. Part of it is that it is such a specific type of humor. If you don't get it right when you're presenting it as an artist, you're really just going to screw everybody involved. And I think Sam Raimi definitely got it right. That guy's got such a, uh, a unique style. Very versatile, too. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie A Simple Plan that he did, but he really shows that he's got, yeah, he's really got a lot going on. You, you told the story about your mom 
And I think that that just shows the the long lasting effect that it can have on people, even something as like kind of minute as that. I think Jarf does have a good argument when he says that a story like that shouldn't be the only thing that you can take away from it. Not to say that that's what it was, but I think he had a good point in, in kind of generally saying that that movie really only has that kind of callback quality, that nostalgia quality, and might not stand the test of time. So I do kind of get that feeling when I watch Army of Darkness is that it doesn't, it holds up, but it doesn't hold up enough. And it always kind of takes me out of it and I always find myself kind of distracted when I'm watching it because of that. However, it is a very unique movie, a fantastic movie, and I'm not surprised at all that it's had the fan base and the appeal that it has over all these, uh, all these years. As far as Mystery Men is concerned, first off, I have a question. Does anybody remember the movie The Specials that came out around the same time? Let's see, who was in it? Jamie Kennedy and... Oh, I can't remember the guy's name from the Brad Pack. It was very similar, and it came out around the same time, and uh, I remember hearing some like, oh, this, you know, this one's not any better because it's similar than this. Anyway, that's kind of beside the point. Specials, Rob Lowe, Jamie yeah, Kennedy. Rob Lowe, that's right. Judy Greer. Yeah, it was. I never saw it, but it was kind of got overshadowed by Mystery Men. It was such a similar idea, but the the names behind Mystery Men, like Ben Stiller and all of the other people in the cast, just basically blew the specials out of the water. I've got to say that some of the same stuff about Army of Darkness I'm going to say about Mystery Men, and that is it's very unique type of movie, very unusual ideas. And I've got to hand it to the filmmakers for kind of taking that big of a leap and something that might not make that big of a splash. And it didn't make that big of a splash, but it was still ballsy for them to go in that direction. I do think it has more relatable characters. Oddly enough, these characters are kind of relatable, like you said about the shoveler and a few of the others. But aside from the joke where they use the Million Dollar Man sound effects when Ben Stiller jumps in slow motion, if I I remember correctly, that's in the movie somewhere. I've got to say, uh, Army of Darkness might stand out a little bit more to me as something unique between these two movies. And being such unique ideas, I think Army of Darkness might be a little more left of center than the other one. And I think that's what kind of makes it stand out a little bit more to me. Let's officially have it. Did you have, are you ready to render your decision? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if I didn't make it clear enough. I think I would have to go with Army of Darkness. As much respect as I do have for Mystery Men and being a very unique movie that was kind of a ballsy decision to put all that money into and make, uh, and I do enjoy it quite a bit, and I would recommend it to just about anybody, I definitely got to say I'm going with Army of Darkness today. Uh, the judge has rendered his verdict. Uh, it's a well-fought match, but it's going to Army of Darkness. Congratulations, Ryan. Hail to the king, baby. Thank you. It was, it was well fought, Shoveler. That was, that, that was definitely, you had really great points. And I got to say, I laughed really hard at the part where uh, Jeffrey Rush was like, everyone to the disco room, and he did the Bee Gees pose. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. Nicely done on your first podcast, Ryan. I, I thought that you made some awesome points, really creative arguments. I wanted someone to really argue strongly for Army of Darkness because I overplayed a little bit of my criticisms of it. I love that movie. I I have great memories of of hanging out with my punk rock friends in high school who had a band called The Ghouls and did a song dedicated to the character Ash. Ash the Unstoppable. Wow. (laughs) So I used to go to the barn where they practiced um, and sometimes sing along with them, but we we must have seen that movie a thousand times. I also have a lot of affection for Army of Darkness. My dog is named Ash, a- after Bruce Campbell's character. Jar, if you have a good point uh, when you say that that's like a, such a good hangout movie. It's just a good like party movie. 
Yeah, definitely. Ryan, uh, again, congratulations. Really good and uh, just really brought it. Thank you so much. And, and you will come back, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to come back. Just really brought some great stuff. And we want to have you back uh, whenever there's something uh, especially cool that comes out or you want to talk about. We want to have you back because we're always looking for great people to, to, to add to the program. Before we let you go back to uh, you know, your beautiful wife and your state with legalized marijuana. I mean, I'm just amazed I get either of you to come on to this show. Do you have anything to plug or anything to recommend? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, uh, we're actually doing a fundraiser for Special Olympics, uh, February 25th, and we're raising money. Our team is currently in second place in fundraising, and we'd really like to be first. Uh, all of my pets donated today. I just want to put that out there. Uh, our team is Team Honey Badger. Uh, that one out over the mighty deadites and fistful of boomstick. And it, it sounds like you have a URL. Katie told me that you might you might post. But, um, but yeah, that's that's all I had. I actually have put it on the site in the past. I will do so again. Jarf, do you have anything to recommend or plug? I do. There is a really great comic um, series that I've been reading, March, by congressman and civic rights icon John Lewis, along with Andrew Aiden and artist Nate Powell. This is a really important thing for us to check out right now. It's a graphic memoir of the civil rights movement. It's his own personal story coming of age during the times of the Selma to Montgomery March. Um, And it it really shows you something that they couldn't even see, they couldn't even show in a documentary film um, because it goes places that a documentary film couldn't go. It's so moving, so inspiring. The art is incredible. Received some great awards, the Eisner Award, and it was actually the first graphic novel to receive the National Book Award for Young Literature. I definitely recommend checking it out, especially now where we're seeing some civil rights challenged. It's just a good reminder of the power of civil disobedience. March by John Lewis. Wow. Very nice. Yeah, we will definitely uh, post a link to that. It sounds really interesting. All right, and then uh, last but not least, Brady, uh, I know you've got tons of stuff to plug. Why don't you talk about what you guys are, what <laughs> you uh, and the people, the good people at Paley Media are up to? Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure a lot of the people listening to the show are uh, familiar with the Movies by Minutes family of podcasts, and that's where people will uh, take a movie and break it down minute by minute and do a daily episode on it. Normally the episodes last about 15 to 20 minutes where we just talk and discuss everything that's going on in this one minute of the movie uh, in as much detail as possible. Um, It started off uh, a couple years ago with some guys who do Star Wars Minute, and I really just got into the idea uh, probably about a year ago and said, you know, there's, there's big movie properties that are just not being covered in this format. One of them is Ghostbusters. Another one is Jurassic Park. Another one is Goonies. And I said, man, if, if I think that this should be done, I guess I need to do it. So my brother uh, and I have been doing those. We finished Ghostbusters Minute a few months ago, and we're currently about halfway through Jurassic Park and just starting on Goonies. We also have a uh, Patreon subscription account where you can go get custom material, not custom, uh, premium material that we record and we'll bring in special guests to cover all different types of topics. There's a couple other shows coming up the line, maybe a couple other movies by minute shows I can't really get into right now, but uh, that's what's going on at Pele Media. And we happen to have a world-class musician in the house today. Brad has actually composed songs for both Ghostbusters Minute and Jurassic Park Minute, which are available on the shows. You can check them out and they're quite wonderful. 
Yeah, we've uh, we've had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, both uh, Amy Kenrup and uh, Jason Moyle, who have been frequent contributors to the show, have uh, lent their singing abilities, and we've had a lot of fun doing that. And you don't know, there are a lot of s- words that rhyme with Goonies, so we might work out something <laughs> for Goonies. But... Awesome. I uh, was lucky enough I was on Ghostbusters Minute once with you guys. It's a lot of fun. It's amazing how the quality That's you right. guys have been able to maintain. Uh, we recommend everyone uh, subscribe to your your Patreon account where you have some great content. You just had uh, an episode talking about your uh, three favorite movies of the year. Yeah, we did. Uh, and you can get that at uh, patreon.com slash Media. We went over, we had some unusual choices in there. Some movies that I didn't really think I would find as interesting as I did, and I did, and uh, particularly proud of our Patreon episodes. I think that we've got some really good stuff people will definitely enjoy. And we're going to be having you as a guest coming up on Jurassic Park Minute very soon. So everybody needs to stay in touch. All right, uh, what we're going to do is I'm looking at Goonies Minute on iTunes. Like I say, it's been a really good show. You're uh, uh, 12 episodes or so into that uh, as of this recording. One thing we need to do is we need to get people to go on there and submit reviews and uh, give five-star ratings for that. And what we're going to do, we've sort of done a version of this before, but we're going to cross-pollinate. So everyone who goes on and gives a uh, review for Goonies Minute uh, between now and uh, let's say the 15th of January, uh, for every person who does that, we're going to donate $1 to Ryan and Katie's uh, Special Olympics group. So we recommend tell all your friends and get on there, give a listen, and give us some positive reviews. Definitely. That's awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we've done this a handful of times, and uh, I think I, I, I need to actually do a donation from the last go-around that we did. So good cause. Uh, Goonies Minute is fantastic, as is. We recommend you also check out Jurassic Park Minute. We're get, they're getting right to the part where the dinosaurs start happening, so it's a, it's a lot of fun. Subscribe to Patreon. It's $1 a month, and you get a lot of great content, so uh, highly recommended. Thank you very much. And, and Ryan, to, uh, to that end about your what you have going on there with the Special Olympics, I got to say that Brad actually did something similar to this where he would donate a certain amount to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation for CF Research a few months ago. That's something that uh, affects my family personally and Brad from the bottom of my heart. Like, that's huge, huge. So this is awesome that you're doing this for Ryan now too and uh, other, other similar endeavors like this. That's amazing. I wouldn't do it except for Jarf has become the uh, conscious of this and he's like my Jiminy Cricket reminding me that we, we should do nice stuff for people. <laughs> Well, thank you, too, Jarf. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. All right, guys. Well, uh, really thank you guys for doing this, uh, and we want everyone to come back, and uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having us, man. I- I'm going to go do a double feature tonight, Mystery Man and Army of Darkness. <laughs> Get after it. Nice. We did our job. Yeah. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. <laughs> That wraps this episode of the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast. Big thanks to Brady, Ryan, and Jarf. A reminder that for every review for Goonies Minute received by January 15th, a $1 donation will be made to the Special Olympics page for Ryan's wife Katie. There's a link to the page on CosmicGeppetto.com if you want to donate as well. Upcoming to the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, Jarf and I talk to Mo and Mikey from the Philly Geek Awards. Till then, stay marvelous.
Subscribe to the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Rate and review us while you are there. Follow us on Twitter at Cosmic underscore Geppetto, and we will follow you back. We would also love to hear your ideas for upcoming episodes, so email us at CosmicGeppetto at Comcast.net or visit our website, www.CosmicGeppetto.com. It's fun. You should visit. Tune in next time to see if the sexual tension between the panelists finally burns up the internet. even been king but in my own way i am king hail to the king baby lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details